Hey guys, this is Fashionless Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sharonda, and today we have a show for you. We will be featuring an amazing guest, Michelle Lasseth. She is the CEO and owner of Michelle L Management. Um, She started out as a fashion stylist um, to the stars, um, featuring Mary J. Blige, My Life album cover. Yes, while Mary is celebrating the 25th anniversary, we discuss that. We also discuss her celebrating the anniversary of Jay-Z 25th anniversary for Reasonable Doubt album. And yes, she styled that album as well. We also will be talking about how she is also the marketing uh, project manager for their FUBU line. When I say, and that is another 25th anniversary celebration. This fashion guru and extraordinaire has been doing many things for the fashion and music industry and many different creative artists in the industry. And here on Fashion Less Talk, we will be saluting her. And when I say you are not going to want to miss this interview, trust me, you're not. She is giving us all all of her in this interview and I am so appreciative and I know you guys are gonna love it so listen in stay tuned and welcome to Fashionless Talk Podcast and enjoy this amazing interview stay tuned Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties of everything. For some reason, I couldn't hear you, but you're back and I hear you well. Oh, good. So, thank you for one, just joining us at Fashionless Podcast. Um, I appreciate you just taking the time out to even join us. I know you had a busy schedule and I just needed to just really highlight all of you. So I wanted to introduce you to our audience. Um, Today we have the amazing, talented owner and CEO of Michelle Management, which is the stylist, photographer, brand, event management company to the stars and to the fashion and music industry. Um, I want to introduce you to Michelle Lasseth. Thank you. Hello. 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 Hi, gorgeous. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, many people probably recognize your work, but your genuine, beautiful smile and and you're so humble. We, a lot of people don't know all that you've been a part of and all the iconic major moments in music and fashion history that you helped escort or was a part of. And we can just start off by just for one, me having a moment witnessing you on Amazon, number one documentary, uh, Mary J. Blige, My Life documentary. Like how major was that just to even be a part of it? It was major watching you, but what was it like experiencing that? It was, it was amazing. It was real. It was um, heartfelt. You know, um, when I was asked to do it in the very beginning, um, I was shocked. Like, oh my God, you want me to be a part of it? You know, and really, yeah, Mary and her assistant were like, you know, we're doing a 25th anniversary documentary of my life. Michelle, you were there. You were a part of the whole journey. We need you to be in it. And I've never been interviewed. Uh, I've never been really interviewed, period. Are you <laughs> serious? On this large scale? like On, on that large scale, on a, on a platform like that, Amazon. never. Amazon, which is like a monster of all movies and, and, and everything media, was just an honor you know and I was I was very nervous but also at the same time I couldn't make any mistakes because I was telling my truth you know and and I was so nervous but also emotional 
because um, they asked me a lot of questions um, about certain situations that I kind of buried. And and there were certain situations that I always said, you know, I'm going to take this to the grave with me. I'll never repeat it. So to have to. But Mary asked you to be part of it. This wasn't just something that you was just saying out there. And that's that's what I loved about it. You saw a girl code with your friendship, your sisterhood. How did this relationship even start? Because you also was the stylist for yes. my like album cover like correct yeah you were the stylist how did that even become like please share that moment with us it was uh you know at, at the time i was dating jojo of jodeci wow um, and this is how your friendship developed that's how our friendship developed um during that time she was dating Casey and she was engaged to Casey so obviously you know the two brothers and their girlfriends you know connect and we automatically became not only a family but like sisters we had a sisterhood yeah and and a, a true sisterhood and her and I became really close you know, um, she loved my style. You know, I had my Harlem swag, and she yes. loves. Oh, I love that, Harlem. my Harlem queen. You know, I love that. You know, yes. anything that we do, I have to highlight that. That's why this is so monumental. Like somebody from Harlem. Yes, yes, born and raised. And right. She loved my Harlem swag and. She was like, you know what? I, I want to do something different for my album cover. And I was like, well, what's the name of your album? And she's, because she had just finished the 411. What's the 411? Oh my God. And she said, it's called My Life and it's about me. And she was like, I want you to help me with my album cover. Like, what should I wear? Like, how should I look? And I was like, she was like, I like the way you dress. I love people from Harlem. I love the whole Harlem vibe, the yeah, whole Harlem aesthetic. And I said, well, okay, um, I think you should wear like this hat and you need two long braids coming down. And she was like, oh, like, wait, do <laughs> you know you are the creator of this iconic look that we all, yeah. not only in Harlem, Yonkers, the Bronx, Staten Island, Brooklyn, everybody was looking this way, walking this way. They, they wanted to be Mary J. Blige and you were part of creating that feel, that look that iconic yeah look yeah. thank you and it's so fun like that hat came from 86th street in Manhattan. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I found the leather hat and I was like girl I got the leather hat and they had it in red they had it in different colors but it was a genuine leather hat oh and, my god and we had her hairstylist do these braids and Puffy saw it Puffy loved it he was like that's it that's the look that's the wow. look you know with the leather jacket the cat suit the combat boots and that was her look throughout you the know entire- what is so crazy everyone thought Diddy was the one that really really sculptured the whole Jodeci and Mary J Blige look but honestly Michelle it was you <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, can't, I can't take credit for Jodeci. I, I will I, say. No, no, I'm giving you credit. You know why? Because not only were y'all connected, not only on a relationship level, but you knew the feel of the group and everyone. You was around everyone. So you knew. That's why that look was so authentic for all of them. Right, right. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, you weren't just putting something on them. You was really helping them create the lifestyle that they actually live, their mood, their look, their singing. Like, Michelle, it was you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It's crazy. Now, when that iconic album came out, you also was a part of Jay-Z, which you were the one that introduced Mary J. Blige to Jay-Z, which is his reasonable doubt, Can't Knock the Hustle song with him and Mary J. Blige. Like, Michelle, you was part of that. Please share that, because this is the 25th anniversary for both of them, Mary J. Blige and Jay-Z album cover. This was iconic moments. Can you give us a glimpse of what that was like? Like, um, the Jay-Z um, 
job came through Damon Dash. You know, at the time, uh, another Harlem. Yeah, Harlem. Harlem. We stick but together. <laughs> here, 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 here's the here's the ironic part. Damon Dash was my next door neighbor. No. Yeah. And he knew what I was doing. He was like, oh, you know, I saw what you did with Mary J. Blige and her oh album cover. God. And he's like, I love all of that. He was like, I have an artist named Jay-Z. He was like, I want you to do wow. his album cover. And I was like, you want me to do And I was like, who's Jay-Z? You know, I mean, it's funny. Oh to my say God. That now. <laughs> now, this is, these are billionaires. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you orchestrated a billionaire just for your Harlem connections, yeah. your relationship, your reputation. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I, and I said, well, who's Jay-Z? He was like, he's a rapper from Brooklyn and I represent him, me and Biggs, and he's gonna blow up. And I, you know, now that you're on the up and coming and stuff like that, I want you to do Doing it cover. too. You know, since you just did Mary's, I need Mary's girl to do Jay-Z, you know, why not? And I was like, okay. and. You know, the following week, I was really, really sick. I had the flu. And um, it was during the time that I had to go shopping for Jay-Z. And I called Damon. I said, Damon, I'm so sick. I have the flu. He said, I don't want to hear it. Get up. Get dressed. Let's go. This is important. And I did. I got up with a fever. Oh, my God. (laughs) The hustle. Yeah, the The fever. And I got in the back of the truck with Damon Biggs in the front seat and I was laid out. <laughs> and they were like, where are we going, Michelle? And I was like, we're going to Versace on Fifth Avenue. I couldn't oh even my talk. God. <laughs> People don't understand all that comes along with creating this look. So this suit is a Versace suit that yeah. was visually created by you. Jay-Z, yeah. most iconic favorite yeah. album, which was celebrated the 25th anniversary. Again, like Michelle, what does that feel like to know that you were a part of these iconic moments and these iconic artists' life, their favorite albums, their most precious albums? You were a part of that. What does that feel like? It still hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been so long, you know, even back then, like when it came out, you know, and it made such a big impact on everyone and their fans and how they blew up off of it. I was like, oh my God. But I was, I was afraid of it. I'm going to be honest. And that's just wow. how I truly felt. Like I was just afraid, like this is bigger than I thought it was going to be. And I just was like, all right, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I'm, I'm scared. Like, why? I, I never thought that I would be able to accomplish something like that. I didn't, I didn't wow. realize that it was going to be as big. And I still, to this day, I look at it and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like, what? You know, it's, it, it, it never got to my head. It never got to a point where I thought I was better than anybody. Right, or, right. or, you know, yeah, I, look at me, I'm better than you. It was it was never none of that. It, it's more, it was more humbling. And I was more thankful to God. Like, thank you, God. Thank you for showing me that I'm able to do this. Like, I, I, I can make I an impact. That. I could be somebody. I, I can make a difference. Like, I never knew in my entire life that I would be able to do something like that and to be given that opportunity and to see it come forth was humbling. Right. It was humbling. Like, it wasn't... I I took it that way as opposed to taking it a different kind of way and putting my nose in the air and, you know, being like, yeah, I'm I'm that B-I-T-C-H. Right. It was more, thank you. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm humbled. You know, and... You know, I, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that I was a part of it. I'm still humbled by it. Um, you and, see and I'm it. amazed. Yeah. You yeah. see it in all that you do, all that you are surrounded by, you know, your humbling spirit, your kind heart. Like, it oozes out of your smile even. You know, you you really just escort so many talented people to the next level. You know, DJ Cali right now, his amazing stylist, come from your camp, from, you know, under you. You know, how does, when you see these different moments of, you know, you work with FUBU, you know, right now. 
also when these moments of artists and entrepreneurs who are extremely successful like Damon from Fubu who's on Shark Tank these people trust your advice they yeah. your your reputation like you know I can quote Mary saying is gold in yes. this industry you know what did it take for you to stay consistent for all these years because you know artists is like Mary J Blige you know they keep their circle tight very private same thing with Jay-Z and you have to be when you are a successful entrepreneur and icon in your own right and but it it takes something to get to that point what did it take for you to be able to do what you do for all these artists for every client that you represent even under your management company what did it take for you to achieve that and accomplish that consistently michelle it was me being for one professional and me seeing mm. that this is what i want to do you know right. with my life and with everything that this is where I, this is where i see myself going this is what i want to do so i'm going to treat it as such like this is my baby everyone right. who i everyone who i work with are my babies i have to yes. take care of them yes it's, it's and not, that's a pressure yeah it's not like oh i'm i'm in it to gain and you know right. because they're used to that they're used to these sharks coming around and and doing crazy things and not being real and you know disappointing them i'm more along the lines of y'all are my babies i have right. to take care of you like I, right. i look at it that way so i'm going to make sure that everything that i do for you is exact it's solid it's right and you're going to be happy and Did i'm going to lead you in the that? right direction Did you have that coming into the fashion and music industry? Did you have that same support that you genuinely give to all you have supported? No. And that's what I always wanted. Right. I said I wish, you know, when I was coming up and I was working as a stylist and I was hustling and this was before Google and cell phones right. and we had right. to use yellow pages right. to find Talk stuff and it. call 411 <laughs> to get that was you know, it we had beepers, you know, it right. Was, It was it wasn't as easy as it, <laughs> it is. It, yeah, today you can just google something and you're in the building where right. before it wasn't that easy. Right. You really had to do your research and your footwork. And I remembered back then saying, "Wow, like I wish I had support. I wish I had right. somebody that could guide me. I wish I had somebody that could understand what I have to go through and take care of me so I could be creative, so I could be I could concentrate on my craft. I don't have that. Like right. this this is what's needed in the industry and it's not it is. available. This That's, is why Michelle yeah. management is such an amazing platform umbrella of talented artists, creative artists, the way you protect them, the way you make them shine where they see their worth on so many levels. It is a blessing to have that like you said it was not easy for us. You know, yeah. when you said the full one when I remember looking in the back of the album covers. They literally yeah. would give you credit of the director, the stylist. And that's how I was able to see who was the stylist, who was a part of everything. Right. And that's how I found like June at the time and literally called 411 and call like this right <laughs> yeah i want to yeah. intern but this is what we had to do so when you see people who like you who have longevity in this industry and you pass that blessing and knowledge and you protected the people around you and look at them like they're billionaires Michelle yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like yeah these right. are very talented people and you were a part of their most passionate loving favorite iconic moment and right. I just want to salute you for that you Thank know you. for being able to give that back you know what have you ever experienced moments where you literally said I just want to stop 
like this doesn't feel like it's worth it, especially as the ever change. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that? I did, and and that's exactly what I did. I stopped. You know, I felt like I was giving, 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 and I received no return. You know, a lot of times I didn't get credit. Right. Uh, There was some times where I didn't get paid, and it was like I've exhausted all of my energy, all of my time, all of my blood, sweat, and tears, and it was to the point where I can't give anymore. You know, so. What am I going to do? I'm going to run myself to the grave or do I just stop? And I just stopped. And when I say I stopped, I stopped for almost a decade. Like I just. I went through that. I think I I went through the same thing. People don't realize the pressure that Mm -hmm. comes along with our journeys. And this is why we do this at Fashion Let's Talk Podcast because we really want to highlight the veterans. We really want to highlight the people who paved the way for so many amazing artists today. You know, and that's what you do, Michelle. That's what you specialize in. You protect the industry, the artists, the craft. Like you, you protect it on so many levels. What are some of the things that, if you could just give us a taste, because I know you got a lot of amazing things coming up, but what are you extremely proud of that you have coming up next? Uh, coming up next, I am <clears throat> and will be a part of the very first Black-owned restaurant in Times I Square. Can't. I can't. Oh this my is, God. I'll be uh, coordinating it and uh, the event coordinator for the event. Congratulations. Oh my God. Huge. It, it's an honor to be a part of that because not right. only is it, you know, Times Square. It's t- Not only is it Times Square, but it's the first black owned restaurant. And, and that's that in itself is iconic, it's historic. Oh it's my memorable. God. It's a proud moment. You know, I, I'm just humble, thankful, honored, proud to be a part of it. And I, and I, I so can't appreciative. Wait. Like, what is the cuisine that we should expect from this amazing opportunity that you're a part of, Michelle? Asian fusion. Are you serious? Yeah. And it's black owned. And it's black owned. This Asian is what we do. Fusion. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You know, soul food. We love okay. our soul food, yes. but, but we take. We, we gonna be a little different. We gonna I take like it up a notch. It. I like it. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. We are so talented on so many levels, yeah. and I love how now you're stepping into the restaurant industry and you're really still continuing to highlight our culture, you know, from Harlem to Times Square with this infused Asian cuisine. What is the vibe that you are preparing for, for this restaurant? What it, What is the feel that we can expect when we go there with this beautiful cuisine and Asian feel? What, is, what are we gonna get? It's huge, it's a huge space. Um, it's two levels, so it's indoor mm. and outdoor. It has a rooftop. I love it's, it. It's I a rooftop it. overlooks Times Square, so you have all the lights and oh, oh this is what we doing, Michelle. <laughs> this is what we're doing. It's gonna be the vibe is classy, sexy, elegant swag. It. And this is what Times Square needs right now. This yes. is what we need bringing that sexy sex appeal that black owned style luxury classic right but with a twist but with a twist because it's asian fusion (laughs) (laughs) i am like extremely excited to you know come and experience it and enjoy it Yes, um, I you will be wait. right with me. Yes. Right there, right there, cheering you uh-huh. on, supporting you in every angle of this. I'm just so proud of all Thank that you've you. accomplished this year within the 25 years of your success. Um, you're just an amazing person, Michelle. Like, honestly, I. Thank you. And talented. Like, you're 
you're so talented, but then you share that. And that's not normal down to your sisterhood. You know, they don't just have you around because not only are you creative, you're talented, you're very resourceful, but you're so genuine and so authentic. And I salute you. Thank honestly, you. Thank I you salute so you. much. No, honestly, and I'm proud to have this moment where we can actually sit down and you can share with the audience what it's like to be a professional, successful entrepreneur, black woman from Harlem. Just had to throw that in. Yes. From Harlem. And this is just really the beginning. I know you are not new to this and you are true to this, but there's so much you are about to explore especially after you just took amazon whole platform to a number one i gotta repeat that it's number one one documentary in the country country. who does this like it's like p diddy was on his instagram like oh because he executive produced the documentary and he's like yo we made number one and i'm like what like this is too much (laughs) did y'all celebrate that like no seriously did y'all like really take a moment you mary diddy like (laughs) me and mary did me and mary did you know what we we celebrated at corner social girl yes we was in harlem like i love it we had our little section i love it it was just private it was just me her her sister and her two other friends. Three is so beautiful too. Like <laughs> yeah. when yeah. your circle is real and it's genuine and it's protected. Right. It's right. so much that us as women can do. And that's what I loved about the documentary. I just saw the sisterhood. I saw the strength in y'all. And then when it became number one, I said, I mean, I'm not shocked, but right. That felt good for a Black-owned, executive-produced, Black sisters, sister code, women surviving, and even the artistry, the way they did the picture, it was just so beautifully done. It was beautifully. And and it was uh, digitally created, formatted by a woman. This is what I mean. That's why I said you see. That's why it's so beautiful. Yeah. You felt the sisterhood. You felt the protection. You know what I mean? Like, I felt even watching it, Mary's was protected from the time when she first came out to now, just to see you sitting next to her and her watching her youth and you right there still by her side. That was touching. It was, it made me truly emotional, Michelle. I'm not going to even lie because I was like, it's such a blessing to have that. You know what I mean? Like when you have that, remember when we did this still here, you know, people are leaving this earth. They're gone, you know, whether it's through COVID or whatever life has to offer. So when you still can look back at that and and laugh and cry and say, we did that. (laughs) Right, right. That's right. We really did that. And we did that. We made it through. We made it through with or without a man. And those guys, they're not here anymore, but we are. We still rocking. We're still sisters. We're, We're still, still sisters. The best of friends. Best We're of still, friends. Yeah. Still riders. Still riding. Still hanging. Yeah. Still hanging. And yeah. that <laughs> is a gift within itself, a blessing. So I, I, I hope women who watched it and who was listening to this podcast, they see the genuine sisterhood in you and us and Mary and the Harlem connection, most importantly, because through this situation, you know, Harlem people, we are genuine. We're very supportive. And I see that in Dane, you know, I see that in me. I see that in you. And I see how Mary, Jay-Z, all these people, you know, bigs even. <laughs> you know, right. He, he's Harlem too. Like he's this Harlem, is, right? We want to make sure that everybody we are connected with is successful, mm-hmm. and that's what you do, Michelle. Thank on you. every level. So, I want to thank you for doing this podcast. Is there anything that you want to shout out? Please give them all your information. How people can get more 
view and knowledge on you and, and everything, please list it. Sure. Share I it. am on Instagram uh, at Michelle L. Management. Also on Facebook. Yes. You can also catch me at Cipriani. I am one of the event coordinators for the flagship on 42nd Street. So if you ever need an event or any of the bells and whistles that it comes with, you can contact me there. Uh, mlyseth at Cipriani.com. Oh my um, God. You catch me on Amazon and you can catch me. You can just catch me. I'm in the city. <laughs> yes, she's around. She's I'm doing around, good yeah. things. <laughs> We're not hiding. We're just, you know, being strategic on what we do. You know, she also does EPKs on represent, I mean, artists on so many levels. She even did mine, took my brand to the next level. So yes. please hit her up, hit me up if you need to contact her in any way. I am your host, Sharonda. And Michelle, I appreciate you. I honor you. I thank you. You are a legend in this fashion and music game. I am excited to continue to see all, every inch of what you have coming. Thank you. Um, FUBU, you have Fubu. that coming up. Brandy yeah. We, it, It's a lot going on. and <laughs> Thank you. I'm just excited. Anything Me too. You want to share, <laughs> anything, anything that you want to just leave our audience with. Um, also check out the new FUBU Suits collection. Uh, we orchestrated the whole brand campaign uh, for their line of suits. Uh, you can find it on www.fubu.com. Um, That's another, yeah. you know, part of what did you do in supporting their brand? These are people who created that for us, by us, marketing and everything, and they're trusting you what are you doing with them um with them how it started was they had uh their 25th anniversary again so like another iconic moment it's 25 i have to play that number you got to you got to (laughs) that 25 that 25 is official baby We got to, we got to. It's official. That's three times. (laughs) Yep. Day of the charm. Ooh. Is it 25th anniversary and they were rebranding, coming out with a capsule collection. And they were also collaborating with Puma. Are you serious? I'm seeing a lot of fashion brands, cross promotion and, you know, partnering with each other. How... How is that? How did they even make that happen? And trust that I'm so proud of them for even doing that. They um, they were like the first to do it. They they did it first back in 2017, and it was like after that it was like everyone else followed suit. But I have to give them their credit. Like they were the first one to do Fubu times. You know, it was like Fubu times Puma, and nobody was doing that. And I love the whole concept. Like, wait a minute, wow, they're collaborating. So it was like Puma created a line with Fubu attached to it, and it was a capsule collection. It was all red and black. Mm. They created a Puma shoe that it was like red bottoms. They were like limited edition. They sold out immediately. And um, I was, I jumped on it. Once I saw that they were doing it, I introduced myself, I introduced my brand, and I told them what it is that they needed to promote that and they put me through it like who are you like why should we even and I was like listen this is what you have to do you need an EPK you need to vamp up your website you need social media presence you need video you need to hashtag because they weren't doing that at that time you know they so they were like okay and I gave them that jump start with their rebrand and they loved it and they kept me. So I've been working with them as their project manager since 2017. Oh my God. Now, how official is that? Well, you're part of a legendary, once again, Puma brand that's been out for decades and also with FUBU. But at the same time, FUBU just made Puma on a high-end level. Yeah. As far as the suits on a luxury brand, it 
I'm loving the merger and how you escorted and Puma and FUBU to do this merger together, but on a high end level, even though both of them was more like a sporty brand. Right. That it was so it was luxury and it was limited edition, super exclusive. They only had like maybe a, a hundred pieces of each item nice. so it sold out immediately they didn't restock so if you got it you got it if you didn't you missed it and that's what gave them like the jump start to the rebrand where now they you know just finished their winter collection they oh created a suit line which is doing really well because their suits have stretch really in it. so it's the first suit collection for men that have that stretch you know how like we like our stretch jeans and yes. our stretch pants. So, so it's, it's kind of got like a tailored fit with stretch, but stretch, stretch and comfortable and cozy. Yes. Yeah, like nice. you can you can leave work and play ball. You know, you can take off your work shoes, put on some sneakers, and play ball with your suit Perfect on. Perfect for that the stretch. athletes, right? right. Now. <laughs> exactly. This is amazing, and it is. I, it's like an exclusive, you know, when you see how these high-end brands that have been around for many years catering to our culture. But, you know, now these official brands like Puma are starting to invest. Do you feel like the whole diversity and inclusivity played a role in these high-end brands now starting to want to merger? with the black designers do you feel that played some part or it helps or it don't help what is your feel on that absolutely you know it's like we're at, at this day and time where we are today with the whole black lives matter movement right. and all of the violence that we have been experiencing these designers are taking note that we are the really the epitome of fashion right. we're the ones that create the looks you know a lot of these high-end designers they'll come to the ghettos and the urban inner cities come on and they'll sit in the park and watch us and, and just watch us and you don't know who this person is and they're sketching in their pad but I they're love that you said this they're watching us and you'll see it on the runway what we wear in the streets and you'll see on the runway what we wear costs us $15. They charge yeah. 1500 for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they get it from us and now it's starting to click. And now they're starting to see that, okay, we do need to collaborate with them. We do need them. For we instance, do. And give them the credit. And give them the credit for it. And we do need to publicize our merging with them because they are the epitome of fashion. They are the ones who created luxury right. lifestyle with next to nothing. You right, know, we right. We all grow up with silver spoons in our mouth, but we'll go outside and look like our parents are rich. And, that, <laughs> yeah. and that's the yeah. Harlem style in us too. You yeah. know, we know how to make anything out of something, right. and that's our specialty. That's why I love that you said that. You know, lately we've been hearing a lot on the internet about different um, designers. You know, stealing. Right some of other designers or more local or social media designs um, collection. Yeah. What do you feel we or could be done as far as licensing deals is do you feel that there will ever be a point where you can really license your creation in terms of fashion? Do you think that will ever be? Is it possible? Like, how can you really copyright a look when fashion is really about inspiration i mean i feel that you can i feel right. that you can copyright a look it's once you create that look copyright it right away so right. that you own that you know a lot of us you know we get excited we created this look we're getting it made we're fitting people for it and they're wearing it and somebody else is going to take it that's on a higher platform you know make right. two or three different changes to it and here now they feel like it's theirs meanwhile right. you're the one that came up with the whole idea i feel you know it's it's easier said than done because it does cost a lot of money right you know um I just feel like there's certain different ways to go about it that, you know, doesn't hurt your pockets as much. These are for the up and coming designers. But for right. the most part, I, it's, it, it is really important, especially when you come up with something that is iconic, that never came out, that nobody has, 
you know, certain things you have to copyright immediately. Like as soon as you draw it and sketch right. it, copyright that because somebody's going to take it and they're going to take it to the next level. And and that's your art. That's like yeah. you said in the beginning, it's your baby. And right. you want to protect it. You know, speaking of art and then technology and this ever, um, how do you feel about the NFT? And, you know, there was like a little discussion and little internet buzz about Jay-Z and Dame Dash dealing with the Reasonable Doubt um, album cover. This is the mm-hmm. album cover that you basically style. Do you feel that, and as a fashion stylist that we should start getting prepared to think of, you know, our art, our creativity, our visual um, creation for NFTs. And how would you prepare for that, even for the artists that you represent? You mean as far as visuals? like Yes. Like you represent photographers, makeup artists. Mm-hmm. This is what we did. And now we're in this new era of NFTs where you can visually and, you know, make money off of these visual arts of pictures or even a social media post. You understand? Yeah. Now this is where the money is as far as technology. I mean, Are we prepared for that? Do we see that something that the photographers, the makeup artists, as far as their work, their published work? I feel that, you know, with with the published visuals, for instance, my photographer. Right. Whenever he takes a photo, that photo belongs to him. Whenever he clicks that camera and the image that's saved in that camera, that's it. He owns that. And a lot of people fail to realize that. They feel like, well, you took a picture of me. That's my photo. No. No, I took the picture. I own this. I own this. I'm the master of this. Yes. Right. And with that being said, you know, that's where contracts come into play. Right. You know, that Management. (laughs) Management and all of that come into play. You know, um, as far as the... Jay-Z and Dame Dash I'm not really pre- I, I heard about it um, if you could fill me in a little bit I heard it was something about the visuals I think the photographer sold right the visuals that weren't published I, what happened with that or I think Dame Dash was trying to sell his portion of rights to the Reasonable Doubt album cover and Jay-Z put a stop to it because he owns the rights and felt it was, and this was all for the NFT. Mm. So now they can sell, like Mary would even be able to sell the NFT to that album cover because now it's even worth more or anything. And it's down to a post. Even if somebody did a post in 2010, it's now has a value. So when you think of the artists that we're representing and creative artists and the rights that they have, it makes me wonder where should we start to be preparing for, you know, these NFTs as far as our visual published work. And even as a photographer owning that, should that be a budget we start to look into? You know what I mean? It should definitely be a, a stipulation that's added into right. the contract. You know, it should also be explained prior to. Right. You know, right. the job, okay, this is what it is. This is what I own. Do you agree to it? This is how much I'm going to get paid. These are your rights to the visual. All of that needs to be explained prior to. Right. You know, right. as, you know, and a, it, it gets really tricky with visuals. It does. Like, video, even think about Carly B. She's in court right now um, being sued for, I think, her first mixtape where she's drinking a beer and had someone tattooed between her legs. Well, yeah. tattoo artists now want to sue because visually she didn't give him rights. So it's like, even a tattoo artist, if their work is on someone else's body and it was photographed and it made generated money, now the tattoo artist. It like you said, it just becomes so technical, but 
when you have a successful management like Michelle Management, it definitely makes you think, where are we going as far as the photography industry and, and the creative side of protecting Right. I, I honestly, I mean, this is this is my personal opinion, not that my right. opinion matters, but it's it my personal opinion. It does. I, I, that tattoo artist is not going to get too far right. with the case. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's just ludicrous. It's ridiculous. First and foremost, okay, yeah, it's your work, but you right. were paid for that tattoo. Right. You were paid, and it was on that person's body, and, and it's on that person's right. body, and they paid you, so that. You were compensated as far as it being on the album cover. I mean, okay, kudos to you. It was on the album cover, but you're, you don't get any residuals off of that. You right. already paid. Right. Now, it wasn't like, okay, Cardi hired you to put the tattoo on the back for the album cover. Now that's when it becomes, that's something. okay, that's, yes. that's when it's totally different. But it was done prior to, so he has no wins, and that's just my personal tidbit on that. Management. <laughs> but this is the management side that people yeah. don't realize why it's so important to have a representative who is okay. going through and dissecting every angle that will benefit your clients. Have you ever experienced something where you was like, okay, I got to really step in and show the Harlem beast in me even though you're sweet <laughs> as pie and that smile is just everything it lights up the room but this is two sides to all of us have you ever experienced the side where you had to go ham for your clients on a professional yeah. level yeah it happens a lot and it happens a lot with photography you know a lot right. of people right. it's like i mentioned before they say oh that's my picture and you took a picture of me and it's mine and they you know it, it that's not how it works and a lot of you know a, a lot of clients that we have worked with in the past fail to read their contracts right you have to read your contracts the contract states yeah everything. And they, you know, they feel like, oh, okay, you know, they signed the contract. And then later on, they're like, no, I want all of my photos. I want every right. photo that you took. No, in the contract right. states, you don't get all of the photos. If you want all of the photos, you're going to have to pay X amount of dollars for all the and photos. And that's a you're... whole nother package. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> right. We don't give away raw images. We give right. away edited images. Right. We pay for a certain amount of edited images. So it's been times where I'm like, did you even read your contract? Like, I have to go there. <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I yeah. think it's so important that you have that type of representative that takes the time out to do that because a lot of people, they may be in the industry, but not professional to the craft or that, you know, that lifestyle. So, you know, a lot of the time the photographers don't want just any pictures out there or right. that they shot. So they're breaking it down, which they may feel is the best of quality and then still give you an option to choose. But, you know, a lot of people don't really understand that whole situation. So they be expecting more than what they're supposed to get because it's not needed. Right. Exactly. I think exactly. you are just doing so well Michelle what Thank advice you. would you give to the next young stylist who see themselves achieving and trying to accomplish all that you've done in this industry for even everybody else with your humbleness your authenticity like what what advice would you offer the next young artist or even someone who's a vet and trying to come back I would say for one, uh, don't give up, mm. you know, keep pressing, keep moving forward. There are no mistakes. There's just lessons. Right. So everything that happens is a lesson. Don't take it as a mistake. Don't feel bad over it and beat yourself or beat yourself up over it because that just only causes mental stress. So, you know, you just take it as a lesson, like, and you know what to do next time when right. a situation like that arises. Um, also to protect yourself with contracts 
you know, mm. so important. Learn, learn about contracts. Even if you have to Google it, right. you know, even if you go on a, there's a website, I think it's called Rocket Lawyer. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yes. forgive me. Yes. But you could go on, on those different web websites and really read the contracts. They give you the templates. It explains Great everything. Advice. And, and protect yourself with contracts. Make sure you get a deposit up front. Make right. sure you get the rest of your money the day of. You know, just protect yourself at all costs. I know lawyers cost a lot of money. And, right. you know, when you're up and coming, you know, even when you're established, it still costs a lot of money. But there are some things that you could do on your own to save a dime to protect yourself. You know, right. and it's all about just taking some time and just studying. Go you know, the, the websites, the Google, all of that, the, those are all tools. They're learning tools. Right, so right. you go on there and, and you take a day, have your sandwich, you know, you sit down at home or the library, wherever you feel the most comfortable. Right. And you just read your contracts over, really add into your contracts what it is that you want, what it is that you, you know, you charge, what you feel like you deserve. And you add all of that in there and perfect it. and. Protect and yourself. be prepared to go back and forth with that. You know right. what I mean? A lot of people get so intimidated with the contracts. Like, okay, well, when I send it, I don't want to scare them away. I mean, if they're really professional, they'll understand it's a back and forth thing until both parties is comfortable. Exactly. Um, I want to also throw in another thing that I feel that people can take away from you. Um, and we can quote Marion saying, Rep reputation is gold. And yes, having you. a great reputation and being consistent with it means everything. You know, people are always watching you and they're looking to see the consistency. And you have been consistent with keeping a beautiful reputation and supporting people, guiding them, seeing the vision you're a visionary like you, you. you literally can see what is to come and you orchestrate it so beautifully that it lands into an iconic 25th anniversary three damn times <laughs> like, yes thank you <laughs> three times you got yeah. mary j Blige 25th anniversary for my life you have jay-z 25th anniversary for reasonable doubt you have fubu 25th anniversary for their collection and collaboration with puma like you are the shit michelle thank and you everyone thank you. who is affiliated with you it's also the shit, and that's why they trust you with their brand, their reputation, and their life. And I thank you, Michelle, for this moment. You're thank welcome. you, Queen. You, we waited so long for this. <laughs> Yay, we did we it. Did it. <laughs> thank you, sis. I appreciate this. And you are the sister of the year. Like, honestly. Thank you so Mary much. Mary J. Blige confirmed it, but... I think this is just like you made it a fish for many years and I thank you sis for this we will talk continue I thank everybody thank you for joining us on Fashion Let's Talk podcast it was an honor to interview this queen and just discuss all that she's been a part of and I can't wait to go to the new black owned restaurant that will be featured in Times Squares everybody please come join us um, we will keep you updated on that. And yes. And come and join us. Get your bottles. Get your food. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And it's so many amazing things about to happen. So stay tuned. Enjoy. And thank you for joining us at Fashionless Talk Podcast. And thank you guys. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, gorgeous. Bye-bye. -bye. <laughs> <laughs>